0: Peggy's. Merrill for the lead. He's got it! The Jazz. uh The high schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes a move to the
1: 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of
2: my best non-sports sports, wife
0: carrying. It's the full court press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
2: Hey what's going on everybody Eric Franson with you here on a uh, Wednesday. No Thursday. I'm all discombobulated. It's a Thursday here on the full court press. Ah uh, wow, it's been a, it's been a week. Uh, but a lot of things going on and we'll try to touch as many different bases as we can today on the show and certainly that um, that metaphor is appropriate because we will be talking about softball a little bit later on. Our good friend Rod Zundel will be joining me here at about 4.30 here on the show. He's the voice of the Bear River Bears. He's been in St. George all week calling baseball and softball. He's even done some games for uh, for Green Canyon and some of their baseball games. He had a dramatic game today uh, that he was able to call. And so we now know who's going to be in the 4A softball championship, and it's an all-region 11 Affair, Bear River, Ridgeline, number one versus number three. Both teams have had a great run in their tournament in St. George so far. So we'll talk to Rod, and uh, he'll fill us in on how that has played out and what's on the line and and, uh, what to expect in this uh, best of three series, which will begin uh, tomorrow at noon. And we'll have full play-by-play on 104 The Ranch. We'll also be streaming online. If you're not able to have a radio nearby, you can stream it on your phone, your desktop, and still follow along with what's going on in softball, uh, the 4A softball championship. So stay tuned for that. Um, shots fired in the SEC. I know you've heard a lot about it on, on this radio station and our national broadcasts. We'll share a little bit more of that. Um, and to, from uh, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, it's, man, it, it, what a great way to kick off the uh, 100 days until the start of college football with salvos uh, going from uh, both sides of the SEC and, uh, and very fun with what's going on there. Um, it, some rule changes in the NCAA. We talked about one briefly yesterday about doing away with divisions for uh, conference football and to be able to decide who your conference, who participates in your conference championship game uh, but there was another important rule change as well, so we'll touch on that. Uh, but as well, uh, if you want to chime in on uh, those topics, what's going on in the NBA Finals? Uh, excuse me, Conference Finals. You now we've got uh, Game One in the books for both the East and the West. So our initial reactions to how things are are starting out in these Conference Finals. If you want to weigh in on any of those topics, our Guild Mortgage text line is open for business. If you want to chime in, it's 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321 if you, uh, if you want to chime in. And tomorrow, just a heads up, a special guest, uh, Director of Athletics John Hartwell will be joining me. And a uh, lot, of, lot of topics to get through with him. We'll try to cram in as many as we possibly can. Uh, 9952 uh, starting things off on our Guild Mortgage text line. Missed the show yesterday, but listened to this morning. Um, I schedule officials for youth and high school hockey in Logan, and I see the same issues that Mike Furman spoke about yesterday. Number of officials lost due to abuse is not only countrywide, but Canada has experienced the same problem. Ah, oh, man, it just it breaks my heart, and I, you know. Mike really shed an interesting light on it for me yesterday that he said look if you want to enjoy sports the way we enjoy them today one we need to be better about how we treat officials but two we need to be more involved with officiating ourselves um and uh, the, the the youth sports are greatly at risk of uh, not being able to continue as we currently enjoy them there's a shortage of refs a shortage of people interested in, in being refs. So I, that was really put an interesting perspective on it for me that the future of sport is at risk because if it starts to fall apart in the youth, then that's where you get the training. Um, and that's where we get to support kids and let them fail. We need to let them fail so they can grow and, um, it, at the youth level it is much more amped up than when we get to the high school um and uh, the the junior varsity and things like that so um you know it was great mike's interview was great uh he he wasn't trying to talk down to fans say be better he he didn't have that attitude uh he was really good about it and um you know, somebody who, who takes his his role seriously and wants to make it a good experience for all involved. Um, and uh, really a plea for more people to be involved and to help out. So really, really interesting stuff. If you want to go back and listen to it, it was a great interview. Fascinating insight from somebody who is an official, somebody who is in charge of officials and has been doing it for a long time for both football and basketball. So I, I thought it was a fascinating discussion. Go back and listen to it. We've got the podcast available on our website, 1069thefan.com, or subscribe to our podcast feed, and you'll be able to find it there as well. Uh, so one game in the books for the uh, for the NBA. Just want to quickly touch on that before we get into our other topics. Um, last night, it was the, uh, the Golden State Warriors just uh, really putting – excuse me, Uh, really putting uh, uh, Dallas in their place. Uh, Jumped out a 10-point lead after the first quarter. Second quarter, pretty even, but then Golden State coming out and imposing their will in that second half. And we've seen the third quarter is a really big deal (laughs) in these conference finals so far. A huge third quarter from Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals and a big third quarter from uh, Golden State as well. Uh, and it wasn't that it was one particular player that was just so dominant for Golden State. It's just a lot of guys just contributed and just it kept hitting Dallas in waves. Um, you know, Curry had 21. Wiggins had a great game, one of his better games of these playoffs. He had 19. He was the best player for Golden State in the plus-minus. He was a plus-28. Uh, you know, every starter for Golden State in double figures. Uh, Jordan Poole, he uh, shook off whatever was kind of plaguing him a little bit in these playoffs. He had a good game off the bench with 19. Luka, 20 points for him, kind of a quiet 20 points. He had seven turnovers, and Golden State just took away passing lanes, made it very disruptive. Uh, Luka was a minus 30 for his team, meanwhile. Uh, Just really struggled to get going. And uh, great defense uh, from, uh, from the Warriors in that one, winning 112-87. to 87. Now, one game a series does not make. We've definitely learned that during these playoffs in the Eastern and the Western Conference. Um, but some early signs show that this Golden State team, they know how to play space ball. <laughs> they absolutely know how to defend space ball. So – uh, it, Dallas has benefited from two teams that struggled with that concept, but Golden State is the uh, is one of the masters of it. So they didn't surprise them at all what Dallas was trying to do. Now tonight will be interesting to see what kind of adjustments the Celtics make because they had a great first half last time against Miami, but just collapsed in the third quarter. And give Miami credit. And partway through that quarter, Boston started to make some adjustments and come back alive, and got back into that game. Miami didn't fold. They kind of got pushed, and then they pushed back, and then they created even more separation, and then just held held firm with what they were doing in the fourth. Even though, again, Boston made a little bit of a surge late, Miami held on and, and took care of business. Now, uh, Miami or excuse me, Boston did not have. A couple of their key players. Now, how much of an impact do they have when they start to get back? Marcus Smart, Al Horford. I think that makes a big difference for Boston, not necessarily just because of what they do specifically, but how it affects their rotations. But um, I, I, I'm excited for both of these these series. I think they'll they'll be fun. I think they could go many games, could go deep. Uh, but if if Dallas can't make some adjustments in this series. Uh, against Golden State, it might be a little bit short. But, look, they were down early against the Jazz, made adjustments, and got ahead of things. They were down early against Phoenix, made some adjustments, came back and took care of business there. Um, So don't count Dallas out. Certainly don't count out Boston in their series. Uh, 9315 on our Guild Mortgage text line. I think the new things they're doing with football in college for no more divisions will help yeah, I, I think that doing away with divisions, it, it ensures the top teams from conferences go to the conference championship game. It, it does a better job of ensuring the conference is sending its best teams to bigger opportunities for bowl games or conference uh, or student college football playoffs or you know those New Year's Six bowls. Uh, looking back over the years in the Mountain West, really there were only two years that it would have been different under the current system uh, based on tiebreakers and how they work. But um, in some other conferences like the Pac-12, five out of 11 years, it would have been a different uh, different teams participating. So it, it needs to be gone away uh, and uh, just pick the, the top two teams. Certainly you have to look at other ways of determining tiebreakers, uh, head-to-heads versus you know win percentage versus conference opponents, then you know uh, votes in in the AP poll or uh, rankings in the college football playoff system, some some other way of uh, you know determining a, a, a tie break for conferences. But you know they usually have that in place, and I'm confident that they will uh, going forward. Uh, five six five four. Jazz need Pool and Wiggins for Mitchell. Uh, interesting trade. Uh, Wiggins is a more of a veteran player. Uh, hot and cold for Golden State. Uh, he would have an opportunity to, to blossom and be more of his guy rather than playing second, third, or even fourth fiddle in Golden State. Poole is definitely an up-and-comer. But to be honest, what I think Golden State could do is move off of Clay Thompson and in favor of pool, pool is cheaper, younger, healthier. Um, at some point, that's probably going to happen. Just when will it happen? But at some point, pool is going to be able to demand better opportunity, and should get it. But uh, you give up Donovan Mitchell for those two guys it may not be a you know bad thought, considering some of the needs of the Utah Jazz, uh, yeah, I don't know, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in on that. Uh, one of the other big storylines today certainly you know, were the shots fired. It started last night, really. Nick Saban at, uh, at an event for Alabama started out basically talking about collectives and the need for boosters to donate more money because of name-image likeness. And then turns around and starts being really critical of uh, name-image likeness and starts pointing fingers and naming names. (laughs) We had some great reactions about it today. Uh, But here is uh, one part of what he had to say. And uh, singling out uh, Texas A&M in particular. But um, here is uh, first one of his uh, comments about uh, name-image likeness and uh, about Texas A&M specifically and uh, and the, the problem with name, image, likeness and how it's working and how it's kind of gotten out of control.
1: It's not supposed to be something where people come and make money and you make a decision about where you go to school based on how much money you're going to make. You should make a decision based on where you have the best chance to develop as a person, as a student, and as a player, which is what we've always tried to major in and we're going to continue to do that. and Hopefully there's enough people out there that want to do it. But I know the consequence is going to be difficult for the people who are spending tons of money to get players. And you've read about them. You know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image and likeness. All right? We didn't buy one player. All right. But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Okay, so uh, he
2: also Nick Saban uh, hilariously talked about trying to uh, preserve the parody of college football. I mean, can it be? Can that statement be that much more wrong coming out of that guy's mouth? Uh, there's no parody for Nick Saban, who. Perennially is the top team in the country, and regularly competes for national championships, and regularly gets the the, the top level recruits uh, at his destination. Now, is he? Am I trying to say that he's doing it the wrong way? No, but he has uh, he's definitely benefited from not, things not being uh, very even with parity. If there was more parity in college football, we wouldn't have Alabama as a regular participant in the college football playoff. It just it wouldn't exist. So it's kind of laughable that that comes from him. And then he's taking shots at Texas A&M claiming that they paid for every player. But A&M shouldn't be singled out. Uh, he leveled shots and made claims about others as
1: well. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. I mean, these guys at Miami that are going to play basketball there for $400,000, it's in the newspaper. The guy tells you how he's doing it. So, um but the NCAA can't enforce their rules because it's not against the law.
2: Now, on that, uh, he is right. And some of the things that he talked about last night in this event, that he, it, there, there needs to be some guidance. There needs to be better um, guardrails here with what's going on with name, image, likeness. But, you know, these comments were made last night. They start to make the rounds. They go viral. And so Jimbo Fisher, he's been singled out. And so, he's getting fired up. Like, <laughs> he's, he's getting singled out. And I would like to just soundbite pieces of what he had to say, but I'll be honest, you have to listen to the whole thing in its entirety because there are so many bombs in this. And he just came out straight flamethrowers against Alabama. So, so good. Good. Uh so we'll get to that. We'll play it in its entirety coming up. So stay tuned for that. Uh but I want to get to our texts coming in on uh our Guild Mortgage text line. Five six five four. Does the NIL hinder USU in recruiting? I think it does. When you know you're you're always competing against other schools because of their facilities and you know what 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 access do you have? To be on a big stage in front of a lot of people, how many times can I get on TV? Things like that. Utah State has always been competing against that, and to some degree has been as a bit of a disadvantage. But now you're competing against you know, the. What's your fan base look like? How big is your alumni network? How much money can they pull together? What are your sponsorship opportunities? And Logan is. You know, compared to some other places, just it's vastly different. Alabama is a national brand; they can draw sponsors from you know across the spectrum of the United States. Certainly, a bigger in the in the South, but they're a national brand. Michigan, Wisconsin, USC, Notre Dame. I mean, there's there's some programs that are national brands, and they're going to be able to to gather more opportunities that way. Logan, Utah State, vastly different. So in the end, it will hinder USU more than, than others. Uh 9315. Uh The new tiebreaker for not having divisions should be the thing on the defensive side of the ball, like who has the most sacks or who has the most fourth down stops on the team that they need the tiebreaker with or overall for that year of football. That would make your defense side of the ball... Be a difference for your uh, difference maker for your team. Interesting concept. There'd be a shift maybe for a team to not be offensive only teams. Well, that could be uh, a could be unique way of doing it. Uh, eight nine six eight. Uh, and we believe the Alabama coach, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, always take him at his word. At, uh, what he has to say. Uh, five four five two. You know the answer. It hasn't changed. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. We're going to play the Jimbo Fisher audio in its entirety. His presser today was so good. But it's funny because he's coming out firing, but at the same time, he doesn't know what's going on with these collectives. It very well could be absolutely true what Nick Saban is saying. But Jimbo Fisher doesn't know because he doesn't know what's going on with the collective at A&M. And how it's doing business, and how it's operating. So both of them could be very true and, and being honest in their opinions of what's going on. But Jimbo Fisher, I don't know if it's willfully ignorant, it's trying to stay in the dark, or just sidestepping. But I want to play it in its entirety because it's so good and so fun. And here's Jimbo Fisher coming out guns a blazing against Nick Saban, and uh, what's going on with name-image likeness in the SEC? First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable.
3: It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organization. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're, 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 they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen, and it's ridiculous But when, when he's not on top. And the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything, and it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right, we're always going to do things right, but we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job, the whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we've got to sit here at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. It really is. And it's a shame we have to sit up here and have this conversation about things we do. And it, and it's personal to us, yes it is. It's personal to A&M, it's personal to our players, it's personal to our coaches and everybody involved. And I know the guy, I know him really well. It's amazing that we're allowed to do those things. It's really despicable. And I, and I hate it for our players who are coming here, who did things the right way, have done things the right way and will continue to do things the right way. I apologize to you that people insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M. I promise you this, there are, no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this, my dad always told me this, when people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is.
4: Questions? Uh, to the left, Olin. Uh, A couple of things Jimbo. First of all, have you had any contact with Nick since? No. uh, Oh, he's called. You just didn't take the call?
3: Not going to. We're done. And uh, he shows you who he is.
4: And then I just wanted to... He's
3: the greatest ever, huh?
4: And then I just wanted... When you got all the advantages, it's easy. And I just wanted to uh, just put it point-blank. So, no players in your – you're saying that no players in the no, 22 – There's no re- laws of anything, We're ever
3: promise, done, anything that goes against the laws of the state of Texas, and it's insulting to say a 17-year-old and his family broke laws.
4: No. Down front, Brent.
5: You know, you all have both spoken so highly of each other in the past in terms of what you all have done in your previous relationship. So how disappointing was it to hear that from him, you know, in terms of – you know, a mentor type to you It's disappointing. Well. No, I wasn't. Now,
3: listen, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason people don't go. I ain't went back and worked for him. with opportunities.
4: Coach, back behind it's the lights. Don't be associated
3: with it.
0: Coach, is, uh, is this an area where you would want to see the league office and the SEC, the commissioner's office, get involved if, if – coaches are putting out specific accusations yeah, that's of violence. Their job.
3: that's uh, that's fine. I'm sure they will. They'll reprimand or say something, and we'll move on, I guess. But this is about our players and Texas A&M and the people that work for and the coaches here. That's what this is about. And make a mistake. We're not going anywhere. We have still a lot of work to do. We're not where we want to be. This is going to be a great program, and we're building it into a great program.
4: Any other questions down front, Travis?
0: I know everyone saw the initial post from sliced bread or whatever, but where do you feel like this is, is coming from? You got me. Sliced bread.
6: <laughs>
3: well, but I mean, when coaches say that, come on, man. Especially, yeah. never mind. That's the yeah. operation and tactics of certain people who say them, and anybody who coach with him know him. anybody out there in this business knows it. Amazing. Just yeah. go where he's been.
0: And I know that you don't necessarily you can't have the, the conversation with people who do NILs or have that contact, but would you like to see the, the, the collective that 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 does I would abandon- like to find
3: unified rules across this country to put things in place. What? That's what I want. And what I don't know what those are. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. I don't know what the antitrust laws, all those bylaws. So the government need to step in because this is these things here. And what's funny, in that talk right before he said that about us, wasn't he soliciting funds from the crowd? It's amazing, wasn't it?
4: To the left, Rob. Well, when you
3: walk on water, I guess don't matter.
0: Howdy, Coach. Um, so you've told us how you don't look at social
3: media. How tell, tell us about when you found out about? I'm right here, Coach. Mark to Robinson left. called me. Okay,
0: and and how important was it for you to to have this press conference so that you could defend your players and
4: I'm your? I'm not program?
3: defending anybody. I'm just giving you the truth because I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide, and our program has nothing to hide. It'd be interesting if everybody could say that
0: down front, Brent. Yes, there's some thought on uh,
4: collectives. You know, schools, programs, collectives, universities, collectives. Are you aware of what they do, how they go about it, and no, I'm so not. forth?
5: Okay. I'm so not you have No in knowledge of any of. They that have collectives.
3: I know there's a collective here. I don't know who's got what, when's got what. Had no idea last year. That is not. What we do or what we're about. I was gonna say that's by design. You saying, "Hey, I'm staying out of this." You yeah, I mean, how am I gonna? I mean, I have no sponsorships and those things, and that's the truth. What do you, listen, I'm gonna tell you one thing. You can you can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't call me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. Cause I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Hey, that's one you. thing you don't. Now you're fooling with our name. That don't fooling with Texas a and name. You're saying with those kids' name and our name. I'll put it with any of them.
4: Front left, Olin? Uh, Coach SEC. I, don't,
3: I ain't into that. I wasn't raised that way.
4: Yeah, Jimbo, SEC spring meetings are coming up. The media days in a couple of months. And then October 8th, what do you think? That's uh, is, it, is it going to be awkward?
3: And Awkward about what?
4: When you have to face it or have to. I don't mind
3: to... confrontation. <clears throat> Live with it my whole life. Kind of like it myself.
4: Anything else, uh, Rob and then Travis?
3: Backing away from it wasn't the way I was
0: raised. Coach, what do you, what do you say to your players about something like this?
3: Keep doing the right things and believing in yourself, and, I, and I'm sorry that people say those things about you, but I will defend you because I know nothing was wrong. That's what it's about. It's talking about setting examples for players and creating value and all, that, all those good, you know, talks we have, he has, you know what I mean?
0: Live it. It's amazing.
4: We'll go Travis and then Brent.
0: When you when you talk about uniform legislation a hell of an example. When you when you talk about uniform legislation, would you like to see that the schools be able to have a little bit more ability to I, I,
3: listen, I'm not I I don't know that. I don't know what's right. I just it just needs to be uniformed across the board. And it's hard because the government's gonna have to get involved with it. I'm not into that. I just know that what we did it was nothing wrong, was not done the wrong way, nothing was promised, nothing was deal, and we didn't buy every we didn't buy any players.
0: You've been in this business a long time. A so long time. And seen it's, a lot it's, of things. It's
3: disgusting to what we're into right now, right. especially by the people who are throwing the darts who have no glass in their house.
0: So my question was, is this the most upset, disappointed, anger you've been about something in your coaching career? It's
3: despicable for what it does for the sport. And the operations, the way things were done the other way, when the parity was there, like we said, never has been parity.
2: Certain people never follow the
3: rules anyway.
1: <laughs> wow.
2: Straight fire there from Jimbo Fisher. Now, a couple of things like, okay, great. You know, I applaud him for his approach on some things. But a few things, though, I think we need to point out. First, these weren't allegations against the, the players themselves. They were allegations against Texas A&M, the coaches, and those involved with recruiting. Uh so you know Jimbo Fisher's trying to make it sound like everybody's going after these 17-year-old kids well that's not true and the other thing too is he's got his head in the sand with what his collective what the collective for Texas A&M is doing um so there very well could be some stuff going on there where there are some incentives going to some of these players but look i i, I <laughs> this thing is bad It's just going to get worse. Uh, But in the meantime, the the theater is highly entertaining. And uh, kudos to Jimbo Fisher for uh, giving us some fire today. Uh, 8968 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, And I believe Jimbo, too, just like I believe most college players are there for a degree. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, if you believe that uh, there weren't shenanigans going on before or there aren't any now... Uh, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. Uh, all right, a quick timeout here in the full court press. When we come back. We'll shift some gears. We'll, we'll talk about to. Uh, we'll talk to Rod uh, Zundel, who's been calling the play-by-play for the Bear River Bears this season. He's in St. George, calling the action for baseball and softball, and uh, get an insight as to how those uh, those uh, tournaments are taking place. And what's on the line coming up over these next few days uh, with an all-Region 11 championship. So that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. But before we take our time out, just want to remind you about Mountain West Motor. They've got their big grand opening celebration coming up this Saturday. And they're giving away free food. They've got some contests. You can spin the wheel for prizes. But here's one of the other cool things they're doing. You can enter to win a $3,500 custom accessories package for your vehicle. So it could be anything from new tires, new wheels, a rooftop tent and bed for your outdoor adventures or anything from their custom paint shop. So a lot of cool things going on at their grand opening celebration at 615 North Main and Logan from 2 to 6 p.m. on Saturday.
0: Hey, it's Jackson here at Mountain West Motor. We are looking forward to seeing you this Saturday, the 21st for Mountain West Motor's grand opening celebration. Free food and drinks will be from 2 to 6 p.m. along with free Mountain West Motor gear and enter to win $3,500 in custom accessories for your rig. We will also be doing a $2,000 charity giveaway to a family or organization nominated by you. As always, come get the feel for a new Bronco along with all the latest makes and models of trucks and SUVs. See you on Saturday the 21st at Mountain West Motor. Built for your adventure.
6: Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. Ryan Odom, the head basketball coach for your Utah State Aggies, invites you to learn the Aggie way at this year's youth basketball camps, June 2nd through 4th and 13th through 16th. Registration is now open at RyanOdomBasketballCamps.com. At the day camp, Coach Odom's staff will help you develop skills that will help take your game to the next level. For the kids, it'll be a great week of fun, basketball, and making new friends. Join Ryan Odom at this year's youth basketball camps, June 2nd through 4th and June 13th through 16th. Go to Ryan Odom Basketball Camps.com for registration. Old
0: Macarole has a farm and a plants farm. With down-home
1: country prices and big city selection.
0: E-I-E-I-O. When you're
1: looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a
2: lot. Hey, Old Mac-
0: clients in beautiful downtown Benson. Ladies, do you have your men's ring yet? We know that he got you the perfect ring, so let's get him one that will show how much you care, such as a one-of-a-kind Damascus steel, his choice of camel or an exquisite redwood inlay. And if you really want something out of this world, come check out our meteorite rings. For the largest selection of unique men's rings, make it special, make it Jerricks at 930 North Main in Logan. Sure, Make it special, make it jealous. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball Team. It's the full court press on Sports Talk Radio. The
2: Fan. Well, transitioning from uh, straight fire out of Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban today to some fire on the mound. Ridgeline, Bear River, doing well in the 4A softball tournament down in St. George. And both have advanced to the 4A championship best of three series starting tomorrow. And uh, we had baseball down in southern Utah as well. Bear River and Green Canyon were participants. And uh, Rod Zundel's been down there calling games for a lot of these teams and uh, joins us now here on the Full Court Press. Rod, you've had a busy week.
5: It's been a busy but a fun week um, the weather's been pretty darn hot but uh, it's a lot different when you're up north and come down here and that the oven bakes you but uh, it's been a good week uh, some disappointments uh, disappointing endings some surprises um, but uh, we're finally coming down to the end of the uh, sports season in the school high school uh, year and uh, a couple of our teams this in softball still at it and Region 11 showing Region 10 how it's done in girls softball again.
2: So let's start with baseball because that started earlier in the week. The softball tournament Mm -hmm. started a little bit later. Bear River uh, started out strong and then had a few games kind of get away from them. Kind of a similar story with Green Canyon where they – uh, they lost, but then they were able the to hang in there, but both uh, out on the same day. What did you see out of those two teams as you were watching, the Wolves and the Bear, Bears?
5: Bear, Bear River went with the Harrow Cousins the first two days, Hunter on day one, and pretty handily beat Snow Canyon 12-3. to three. Snow Canyon's pitchers just didn't have it. They hit uh, Bear River batters. They walked them. A home run by Bear River. The bats were working pretty well, and Bear River... Uh, clobbered them pretty good, 12-3. to 3. And that set up uh, Bear River, the fifth seed, against number one seed, Dixie, and up against one of the top pitchers in the state, in case in Bell. And Bell uh, allowed six hits. Ashton Harrell pitched for the Bears. He allowed six hits. Uh, it was tied at one until the sixth inning when uh, a guy by the name of Boston Best hit a home run, a solo home run. That was the difference. It was one of the best, uh, most well-played and clean high school Baseball games I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, no errors, uh, no mistakes, really. Obviously, you can say here or there, but it was just one of the best, well, and uh, most well cleaned, uh, uh, clean baseball games that high school wise I've seen in a long time. It's just unfortunate that Bear River winning a region championship and being the fifth seed, being the same bracket as the number one seed who won the region, uh, you know, with two regions in four A. Okay. The region champions in each one should be one to two seed. There's a problem in the RPI when it comes to that. So if you, there's got to be something said for winning a region championship. Uh, you know, you can't be the fifth seed after winning a region title and be in the same bracket as the one seed. And, and Bear River lost two to one, making no excuses, but that kind of drained them. The next day they played Snow Canyon again, who came around the elimination bracket. And Snow Canyon uh, just throttled them. They they didn't have the pitch. Bear River didn't have the pitching anymore. And they just didn't have the vibe. They didn't have the energy. I think they just uh, blew it all on uh, the night before in the loss to Dixie. I think that just kind of took all the wind out of their sails. And they just had nothing left yesterday against Snow Canyon and got beaten 10-run rule. First time they've lost by 10-run rule this season. So that was a disappointing way to end the season. In what was a very very successful season for Bear River.
2: Now uh, remind me, because we we had a, a, one a broadcast team call one of the games for Green Canyon. You called another one uh, this week, and there was one that uh, it started out. Bear River had some runs scored, left guys on base multiple times, but they did it without any hits. Was that a game that you were calling, or was that no? That where... was
5: uh, that was Green Canyon. Yes, uh, it was uh, two nothing. And Green Canyon didn't have a hit, uh, and that was against uh, Crimson Cliffs, I believe. And that was the first game of the. Uh, I was on Monday, and yeah, they had uh, no hits through three innings, and they led two nothing.
2: <laughs> that's like crazy. That's crazy. I mean, there
5: were like there were like seven hit batters in that game between the two teams.
2: Oh my word!
5: I mean, it was it was just unbelievable. It was the weirdest thing. And then Crimson, uh, I think it was Crimson, yeah, Crimson Cliffs just came back and and uh, got them pretty good. But uh, it was just the craziest game. Uh, we just kept saying, you know, and then we started taking odds on over and under on how many hit batters uh, those teams would have the rest of the way. <laughs> it's just, you know, and, and for Bear River in that game against Dixie, a 2-1 game final, and everything else, you know, 17-13, Pineview came back to... Uh, uh, and, and lost to Crimson Cliffs uh, 17-13 last night after Pineview beat uh, Green Canyon uh, a walk-off wild pitch uh, in the eighth inning uh, the day before. So, you know, it, it's just been crazy. Baseball, tournament baseball, tournament anything is just crazy, especially in high school. You know, the youngsters, uh, the, the nerves and, and the heroes and, and the mistakes and then the, the great plays. It's just, uh, it's just a great week and it's just sad that you, you go all this time and, you know, one little mistake here or there will put an end to your season. But you know what? That's uh, why you play the game, and that's how you get winners and losers. So, Bear
2: River softball has had a tremendous year all year. Uh, Ridgeline has had a strong season as well, and we're matched up now where we get to the, uh, the 4A softball championship with uh, Bear River and Ridgeline squaring off. Both of them had games today to, to get there. Uh, seemed like it was a much more challenging game today for Bear River than it was for the River Hawks who cruised to their victory. but it was a pretty dramatic down to the wire finish for Bear River earlier today.
5: Well, Snow Canyon lost one game in Region 11. They were the region champs. okay They were uh, the four seed and uh, Bear River was the one seed. And <laughs> Coach Calvin being a after yesterday, they, they beat Cedar. They were down to Cedar, three nothing with bases loaded. Cedar had bases loaded, and the Bears got out of it and came back to win 6-3 in the first game yesterday. Then the second game, it was tied at 1-1. Then they scored uh, five runs, I believe, in the in the third inning and, and came away with a win against Hurricane. But Calvin Bingham afterwards said, uh, well, we didn't scare anybody today. But <laughs> today, after the game, I went to Calvin and I said, Coach, you said you didn't scare anybody yesterday, but you scared the living crap out of me today. And he goes, yeah, you and me both. But yeah, it was Bear River jumped out to a four-one lead and uh, had their ace pitcher Kate Daly. She's pitching her third straight game. She came in relief in the first game yesterday, bailed them out. Pit, uh, pitched a complete game yesterday uh, in the win over Hurricane, and then started today. So this is her third straight game in uh, two days, and uh, she was cruising for a while, and then uh, in the mid inning she gave up. Uh, with you know, there was an error by Bear River and a single. And an error turned into three runs in the same inning, and that tied it up at four. And then in the bottom of the fifth inning, McCall Maxfield blasted a solo shot on the first pitch, and that was the difference. And then Kate Daly got uh, two strikeouts in the final inning to finish it off. But, yeah, Snow Canyon gave them all they wanted with their ace on the mound, Bear River. And I think Bear River, uh, Kate Daly, she's a junior, I think she's got an offer for a full ride to go play softball at Utah State.
2: Oh, that's exciting. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's you know, Bear River all season long has done it with great pitching, but mm-hmm. solid hitting throughout as well. They're just really well-rounded team from my uneducated, uh, distant observation. But it, it, have you been able to watch Ridgeline much in scouting them and how this series might play out over the next few days?
5: Well, I watched. They were right next to the uh, field that I was calling the Bear River game, and I I looked over and I saw that was three nothing, and I said, okay. The guests the guests were leading the home team, three nothing on the scoreboard. and, I, and I, I, we had to look at it. The higher seed team is the home team. and Crimson Cliffs is ranked number two and Ridgeline is ranked uh, three. And so it went three, nothing and then six nothing and then nine nothing. And uh, all I heard was uh, in their green and black uh, jerseys, uh, there's a lot of hooting and hollering going on with the Ridgeline fans over there. Um, and a lot of celebrating, but you know Bear River beat them twice this year. So in region play, the uh, Bears were undefeated. So you know it's tough to beat a team four times in a year, four times in a row. A uh, uh, team quality of Ridgeline. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for Bear River Ridgeline's. Their bats are hot. Uh, they beat the two seed twice this week, so that's something to be proud of. And now they go against the one seed. So you know, it, 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 again, it's all about pitching. I don't know if they're going to put, Bear River put their ace on the mound, Kate Dally, for the third straight day in the fourth straight game, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, because softball, there's no restriction like there is in high school baseball. You can't pitch. If you pitch 85 or more pitches, you have to wait two 24-hour periods to play, uh, to get on the mound again, but nothing like that in softball. So, I'm assuming they're going to go with their ace, and I'm just doing some studying on Ridgeline, so but it's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. I I would be shocked if if uh, this was a two-game sweep.
2: And uh, you'll be there calling the full play-by-play. We're gonna have it on radio. It'll be streaming online. um, And game starts at noon tomorrow, and then game uh, two Saturday at eleven.
5: Eleven, and and if necessary, then game three will be played at one thirty.
2: And uh, you've been awesome all week, being down there in the sun in different circumstances, calling a lot of baseball and softball. Uh, you've been—it's been great listening to you call these games for Region 11 and uh, for Bear River, Green Canyon. Now you're going to have uh, Ridge Line in the mix as well. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow. And uh, thanks for being down there and calling these games for us. It's been a lot of fun.
5: Well, it's been a real tough job, let me tell you. So loved every <laughs> minute of it. And uh, looking forward to an all-Region 11 matchup to show Region 10 how it's done. Because in baseball, they got the better of us now. We're going to get the better of them in softball. So it should be a good uh, series. Best two out of three tomorrow, starting at noon. Uh, Bear River's the defending champ. They're going to want to defend their title and keep it in uh, over in Garland. Ridgeline, uh, you know, there's no love lost between these two. They want to uh, take it away from Bear River, and they've got their chance tomorrow.
2: Awesome. Thanks, Rod. Again, the full play-by-play on 104 The Ranch. Tomorrow it'll be on both 104.9 and 104.5. So for Box Elder and for Cache County, we'll have the game uh, covered in both places uh, tomorrow at noon and then again Saturday at 11. So thanks, Rod. Best of luck on your broadcast tomorrow.
5: All right. We'll uh, talk to you on the radio tomorrow.
2: All right. Thanks, Rod. Uh, Yeah, big showdown. Number one versus number three for all the Marvels in the Best of Three series. And uh, the, the games so far this week have been at a softball complex, but the championship series will take place at Dixie State. So cool opportunity for these high school players to play at uh, on a collegiate field there at Dixie State University. All right, another quick timeout. When we come back, some other uh, ideas and what's going on with, with the NBA and some more reactions on our Guild Mortgage text line to uh, the, uh, the, the back and forth between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. That's coming up next here on the Full Court Press.
0: You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, open seven days a week across from Angie's. SC Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At Match Quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get Essie needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign
2: of the clock. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail.
0: Get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models.
4: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office. Copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cash Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com.
1: Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Are you getting ready to retire but your spouse isn't 65 yet? We can help. We focus on health insurance so we can provide you the best possible service and information. Come the third Thursday, May 19th at 7 p.m. to our free seminar. We'll empower you with the information you need to make a confident decision. Come see us at LSS Insurance the third Thursday, May 19th at 7 p.m. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Appreciate Rod Zundel being on with me. Uh, he's been awesome this year covering Bear River sports, uh, continuing a very, very long tradition that we've had um, in covering the Bears. It uh, started with Harry Gephardt. Well, really, before him, there's others. But uh, when, when, uh, when that station that those games were on became part of our group, Harry Gephardt uh, was the, the guy calling the games for Bear River and had done it for a long, long time. And uh, we've had other great ones that have uh, been involved with it. And uh, Rod Zundel, just another in that mix. So appreciate his time and uh, what he's been doing to call these games uh, for the Bears. Uh, getting back to our Guild Mortgage text line, uh, 9952 says there were a lot of Freudian slips by Jimbo. <laughs> uh he had some he had some fire there. Eight nine six eight says myself, I would like to see these big conferences say it is it is like it is and do it like it is. These teams are a junior development league for the pro teams, put them in a league of their own and pay them. The rest I would like to see play amateur sports as intended. Ha ha. Yeah. Well, you may get your wish sooner than later. I mean, there's always been this rumor that it could to, to move in that direction, but I think we're getting a lot closer to that day, sadly. Um, Regarding college football, there was one other rule that the NCAA passed just the other day. Uh, Certainly, we've talked a lot about divisions, and you don't need divisions in order to uh, determine uh, or as representatives for your conference championship game. One of the other ones, too, is that they kind of went away from this this limit of how many players you could add to your roster in any given year. The limit was set at 25, and that was your cap. You couldn't add more than 25. And it's kind of been an arbitrary number, um, and it's really hurt some programs that injuries, transfers, people leaving the, the, the team, uh, in Kansas, I believe it was, or was it Kentucky? I forget which one, that had an issue that – because they couldn't find other players to fill their roster, they were at a severe disadvantage, and they were understaffed, so to speak, with their uh, scholarship availability and roster for several years. So the NCAA says for two years, there's no limits. So that'll be really interesting how that has some unintended consequences as well. If a coach says, look, I've got a bunch of guys that just aren't cutting it, I'm going to counsel them out, and we're not going to have them on our roster anymore, so I'm going to go hit the transfer portal. I'm going to recruit heavy again, and I can see who's going to who's going to cut it and who isn't and who's going to stick around and who I'm going to blow out and uh, get off of my team. So it's, it's more changes to college football on the way. Uh, hey, that's going to do it for us today. Don't forget her, uh, John Hartwell joining us on the program tomorrow talking Utah State Aggie Athletics.
6: Do have- I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. In the NBA, it's not very often a team has quality depth and superstar talent on the same team. Normally, when you sign max players, the bench suffers. But if that wasn't clear in the regular season, the Golden State Warriors reminded everybody last night they are the exception. The Warriors pummeled the Mavericks in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. Golden State had seven players in double figures, and the team managed to frustrate Dallas star Luka Doncic, throwing countless bodies at him throughout the game. He'd finished with just 20 points. The game obviously isn't a death sentence for Dallas. We just saw them climb out of a 2-0 series deficit to beat the number one seeded Phoenix Suns. But the Warriors are a different animal. The combination of star power and depth is truly unique. And if Dallas can't find an answer to slow down Golden State's second unit, putting all the weight on Luca's shoulders may finally come back to bite them before they get to an NBA Finals. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.